and the Beast. Hmm. Um. What? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. What's up? Not much. How are you two doing today? Oh, wow. We're jumping right into it. Uh, doing well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, James, how about you? I'm good. Well, thank Just- God. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we should we should introduce ourselves. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. If this is the first time you're ever listening, oh my goodness, we're so glad to have you here. If you've been listening regularly for some time, you know what? I feel like I feel like you're sitting here with us recording. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And we've also. Not only can you listen to us now, you can also <laughs> watch a little bit of us. Technically, this episode comes out after the 13th floor is done. Are you the- telling me that James took all those episodes down already? No, you're right. You're right. Tell him about it. Tell him about it. Yeah, James James did a lot of hard work on some 13th floor content on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you like it, don't like it. What would you like to see um, exactly. in the future? And maybe we can do some things to... Really bring you in. Get to see our lovely faces a little more often. Yeah, I get yeah. to see my face. Um, and less of James's face as his beard continues to grow. Yeah, yeah. You guys, James <laughs> looks like a werewolf right now. It's not even No Shave November, and he already looks like he's been living in the woods in a shack for <laughs> two years. I just picture him. When you sent, because James sent us a picture earlier of his werewolf beard, and I immediately pictured you with a hatchet. <laughs> and a bow and arrow and snow boots on, hiking uh, through the mountains of Russia. I'm never more than 100 feet from my hatchet, so yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> Fun fact, you guys. Don't sneak up on James. James, I mean, surely you've practiced hatchet throwing if you keep one near you. I don't even have to throw it. It throws itself. Oh, oh wow. man. Yeah, James just looks at it and then with his brain. I pictured the equivalent of a crossbow, but with a hatchet on it. On it. Oh, oh, that sounds awesome. Horrifying. Doesn't that sound awesome? You guys, you're so violent. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing great. I'm glad that James's beard is looking bushier than ever. <laughs> um,. What is this a Thanksgiving episode? We're saying what we're thankful for. <laughs> I'm thankful for James's beard. <laughs> That's coming up in a few weeks, you guys. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Are you guys yeah. excited for turkey? Yeah, I can't wait to spend all my time with my friends and family. Oh, wait. oh, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're still gonna have each other mm. and a little bit of turkey. Remember. When I was pregnant, you guys, we had to skip Thanksgiving with our family because I wasn't able to travel, and Alex was devastated. Devastated. So we got Cracker Barrel, uh, <laughs> Cracker Barrel Feast. I good. remember it you was, guys doing that. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But man, Alex was like waiting at Cracker Barrel for three hours for our food. Remember that? I was that? there for a long time, and we had pre-ordered and been told when to show up. And yeah, I stayed there forever. Yeah, and I was pregnant, and I was not pleased. All right, so <laughs> what? <laughs> What is our icebreaker today, James? Well, since our topic is secret islands, I was thinking, uh, and this is pretty bland, but, you know, it'd be fun to know, because we've already done where do you want to go in the world. Well, what island do you want to go to? (gasps) What island would I want to go to? I mean, my my immediate go-to is the obvious. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Because I've never been. Hawaii. But then... Yeah, I remember Japan is an island. 
Yeah, well, that's what I thought you were going to say. So mm. I, I'm leaning a little more towards Japan, but there's also there's another island uh, that I want to go to. But I don't know if I want to talk about it yet because it's part of oh, your topic. topic. Yeah. So well, yeah, I'll, I'll save that one. I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Huh. We go reenact Lord of the Rings over there. You know, I wonder what the hard definition of island is, because I've heard some people argue that Japan's an archipelago and that Britain's an archipelago. New Zealand's pretty big. What What is... I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, what look it up difference? right now. Oh, that's all it is. Okay. Okay. It's groups of islands. So really, it's just being more specific about which of the groups of islands you prefer. So it's kind of like oh. Hawaii. It's like, well, which one? Kauai? Oahu? <laughs> that's really all it means. So no worries. Yes, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii and uh, and Japan. So those those are my two big ones. Honshu, Kyushu, yeah, right. And then, <laughs> and then the big, and then the island of Australia. I've always wanted to go to. That's a big. One. <laughs> yeah. What about you, James? Where would you want to travel? Uh, humble brag. I've been to Japan and Hawaii. So, wow. Oh yeah. Wow. I want to go back to both though, but I'd really like to see. Um, Fiji. Fiji, uh, look at you yeah. being all yeah. fancy. They've got good water from what I see. Fiji, I used to love Fiji water. No, I now really? I'm, now I'm just picturing James with his big bushy beard and a in a Bermuda shirt. Oh, okay. And really short Bermuda shorts. Trunks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm seeing oh, now. Man. And instead of a hatchet, you've got a fishing pole. Hmm. Yeah, there we go. Well, Great visuals. Imagine like a crossbow, but with a fishing pole at the end. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> speaking of islands, we have a few a few islands around the world that have listened to us lately. Yeah. Bitch. Are you not going to give us your islands? Or did you? I, already uh, said, like, I said New Zealand. Uh, yeah, but is that it? Yeah, that's it. I made one of the Reese comment, and then I just never got it answered, I guess. I just, you know, New Zealand's gorgeous it's got the little hobbit holes and i just i want to go there yeah yeah in fact new zealand has been listening to us lately so (gasps) yeah new zealand thank you so much for for tuning Mm. in we also have some new listeners in portugal oh yes every time i think of portugal i think of arrested development where they always say i'm going to south america (laughs) (laughs) portugal Portugal. (laughs) yeah i'm going to portugal and south america that always makes me laugh and then here in the united states of america alex why don't you point your finger on that all right you pointed to one one state that's not listening to us right now yeah you touched nebraska (laughs) all right you guys nebraska yeah, Nebraska. I am very disappointed. Yeah, who's dropping the ball right now? Nebraska? Yeah. You corn huskers need to get your act together. Listen, <laughs> if you know anybody in Nebraska or North Dakota or Vermont, oh. please hop on the phone with them right now. Tell them to tune in because actually, you know what? By the time this episode comes out, this map's going to be completely different. Yeah, it's going to be completely full. Yeah, it's going. Oh, I hope so. Anyways, we also have listeners in Hawaii, so maybe we'll come and visit you someday. Yeah, I'll stay with you. <laughs> okay, all right. So, we're talking about secret islands today. This topic was submitted to us by Didi, the wonderful Didi, the sweetheart Didi. Didi. Yes, which I, you know, I feel like I really connect with her because her name is Didi and my name is Cece. Uh-huh. Yes. So, Didi, sending you all my love. Alex, if people want to submit topics to us... <laughs> 
You should see the fear in his eyes now, right now, you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could send it to our email at 13thfloorpod. At... No, you know, I, okay, you're wearing that stuff. Is that no, 13thfloorpodcast at gmail.com? Yes. Uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram at 13thfloorpodcast. And you can follow our Twitter at 13thfloorpod, where we check in once a month. <laughs> oh, any other ones our we, website our website 13thfloorpodcast.com uh yeah. yeah that's all i know yeah that's i mean those are all of the ways but oh. honestly if you want to get a topic to us the instagram is the best way to go trust me <laughs> trust me yeah. we love you to like share and subscribe our podcast at any of your podcast choices yeah you can listen podcast to us all over the place all right who wants to go first talking about islands? Well, I've got some fun ones. I've already teased people a little bit, right? Yeah. I wouldn't mind diving in because I feel like you all got some deep dives. I've got three shallow dives. Oh, okay. Well, let's do. Let's I get the wanna, shallows. Like, over. I kind of want to splash around a little bit in multiple pools. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to take of that. Less, but less of a chance of pee in one of them. Oh, right. <laughs> all right. Tell us about your three shallow pools. My three shallow pools? Yeah. All right. So, my first mysterious island Ooh. is Isla Bermeja. Ooh. Yeah. So, this island was actually depicted on maps starting back in the 1700s. And it's located off of the Yucatan Peninsula's coast. And it's actually like this really important island because... For Mexico, it serves as this border or territory extension out into the sea. Uh-huh. It's about, because their territory goes out about 200 nautical miles. This added another 55. And this, this area is like rich with oil. So it's like crucial uh, hmm. land money, to have money, that money. could really boost your resources. Now, I thought James was dying for a second. That was what he was doing. <laughs> so, yeah, the territory is pretty valuable. And this island would help Mexico reach into the middle of the Gulf, which is it's, it's big. Now, the funny thing is, in 1997, a Navy expedition went out to just go to the island. And the island, which is, according to all maps that have cited it, is about 31 square miles big. So it's not small. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, big. It's pretty sizable. So, in an effort to extend its territory, Mexico was like, so, what'd you find out there? Nothing. <laughs> the Navy <laughs> expedition was like, uh, nothing? What, what do you mean? And so, in 2009, they're like, let's, let's send some professionals out here. So, they got the National Autonomous University of Mexico to go out in 2009 to go look for this island so that they could really lay claim to it. And see what was on it? Mm. Well, no. Just, they, they just wanted the the island to extend their ownership of the water. It's ours. The really, all that's they right. want is for it to exist. That's really right. that's yeah, their they, minimum expectation. Okay. That's right. They don't need anything else. They just need a little piece of land to go, that's ours. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the search team goes out. They're using reconnaissance a ton of underwater sensors and everything they could possibly do to find this island. So not only could they not find the island underwater, they showed no signs of the thing that's been on maps since the 1700s existing at all. 
So it's just like not even it. It's pulverized. So it's not a secret island. It's a made-up island. Oh my goodness! <laughs> which is possible. Which is possible. Now there are multiple maps. This isn't like one map that was just kept redrawn. This is. A lot of different maps had this island drawn on it. So the cartographers and, and, saw it with yeah, their own eyes. Yeah, and, and Mexico was really banking on this thing in 2009. Now, there's a lot of current theories about what could have happened to this island. It could have been global warming or earthquakes. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Was sunk like the, it somehow, and maybe yeah. the university just missed it. But another one is that the CIA may have actually bombed the island into oblivion. What? Because I feel like somebody would have. Well, well, I guess it's far away. Yeah, it's 255 nautical miles out from Mexico. Yeah. And this no, is land. no natives or anything. No, no natives or anything. And there's hmm. this is land that is in contention with the U.S. So if that if that island's not there, Mexico can't claim it. U.S. just gets a bigger portion of the ocean. So this mm. was a big deal, yeah. and it's motivation for the CIA or. Just, I don't know, any division of the government to bomb it into oblivion. So, hey, it's not there. This is all ours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, wow. but I don't really buy the idea of someone bombing a uh, <laughs> island into oblivion. It's possible. Mm. You know, that it sounds like a pretty cheap way to claim a lot of land <laughs> or to keep <laughs> a lot of uh, ocean, ocean to yourself. But I, I kind of doubt it. So... Other theories are maybe that it shrank over time. It just eroded. It just eroded mm. into nothing, which I guess is possible, but this is big. This is uh, 31 miles. 31 square miles. Mm. 31 square miles. It's just miles. a big sea turtle. Yeah, oh. which is also possible. <laughs> it's just camera. Um, <laughs> so no one knows what happened with that one, but people do kind of know what happened with Earthquake Island. Oh, that name. <laughs> that name. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So... The the previous island had an earthquake theory that maybe a giant earthquake knocked it away, whatever. But this one actually has a more interesting story because it's created by an earthquake. Uh, yeah. So there was an earthquake and it just rose from the depths of the ocean? Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and this was just seven years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah, so there's this powerful earthquake in Pakistan that it, it killed 39 people. It knocked over houses. So was bad. And it was a uh, magnitude 7.7. Oh, you know, when did this happen? What year? 2013. You were probably in the news. Yeah, I I remember reporting this, yeah. So, Mm. this earthquake did something pretty amazing. This island that did not exist before, during the earthquake popped up, people actually saw the island. Come up out of the ground? Yes. Actually saw this island come up. And the the locals said that you know they they see this thing created and it's three hundred and thirty feet long and thirty feet high. So and this is right near a port that already exists. So the officials said this. They said it's possible that the earthquake buckled the land under the sea and created the island. I'm like, no duh. What else could have happened? <laughs> so it's this really cool looking little rock, just kind of sitting there right off the coast but one of the really cool things about it is that it really made the fishing industry boom in the area oh are there fish all over fish fish started making homes around the island and their fishing industry just Mm. really boomed and it was very successful the problem is 
Three years later, the island sank back into the sea. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Yep. So three years later, it sank back into the sea. I could not find if the fishing industry is still good because where the island came up, it is not that deep, mm-hmm. I, I believe. So I feel like the fish might stay there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping because it just sounds like so cool. Now, my last island is the one that I want to go to. James, you may have heard of it. Socotra Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an island right off the coast of Yemen. And if you look at pictures of it, see, I'm showing Cece right now. It looks like something you would see in Avatar. Yes. Yep. So that's the way a lot of people describe it as an alien planet. And the cool thing about it is that it has all of this endan- endangered flora all over it. Yeah. It's- in fact, guess me, guess, ask me, good Lord, how <laughs> I know about the island. How do you know about the island? Because it is home to the only communal tarantula in the world, which I want desperately. (laughs) Interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the Socotra Island baboon tarantula. Ooh. Oh. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. So They do have medically significant venom. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, like James said, the, the island is actually host to a lot of unique things. I didn't know about the tarantula, but because of its temperature extremes, it's home to plant life that is nowhere else on earth. Mm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And and they say a third of its plant life is just on this island. Only on this island. Nowhere else. Are people allowed to go to this island? Because I feel like. So 70% of the island has actually is, is a national park though. Okay. So you can, you can go visit it, but 70% of it is. I don't know if you can like, Look like a safari to go like That's oh let's what go I would look. want to do because there's some other yeah. cool things like so th- some of the plants they look like they're vegetables planted upside down almost and they collect a lot of water and some of them I believe they're called uh, <laughs> bottle trees and they're just uh-huh. they're so weird looking they look like they're ha- like they're these weirdly crafted they're just so strange they look like a tree is upside down yeah. Is really what it looks like. But really, the thing that really caught my eye about this island is when I saw the words dragon's blood. Dragon's blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's actually some trees here that have a sap that looks like blood. I'm going to show CC a picture. Uh, but it is wild looking. It really does look like the tree is bleeding. Ew. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really have many leaves. But yeah, the, the tree supposedly has a lot of medicinal value. Uh, they can use the sap to produce fabric dyes, make incense. They also stain wood with it. It's just a really neat tree. And if you if you look up pictures of the tree, just not just the sap, it is a really cool looking tree. Like, these look like alien planet trees. I, hope yeah, I just threw it up. Down. Wow. Yeah, it look it looks like a tr- it looks like a tree almost planted upside down, like you're looking at the root system yeah. almost. Hmm. It is just so cool. So the other interesting thing about this is that it's surrounded by this perfectly blue water. It's just this excellent little location, and they've got these caves hmm. with bats in them that are the only mammals that are native to the island. Hmm. Yeah, another interesting thing is that. Uh, researchers found some drawings on it in some of the limestone caves underneath between 
1 and 6 AD. What? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not, and not only that, the residents of the island all have a DNA haplogroup possessed by no one else on Earth. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And some people claim that this is possibly that where the Garden of Eden was originally located. In Socotra? Mm-hmm. And I'm always suspicious of those, but if it was anywhere, looking at how alien this place is. <laughs> Isn't it? It's so bizarre. And so in 2008, UNESCO named Socotra a World Heritage Site. That's so cool. Hmm. Yes. So they're they're cool. The Dragon's Blood Trees is what people need to go look up. These, these things are so cool, but the entire place just looks unlike anywhere else. And apparently, just about everything there is unlike anything else. That's so cool. I see why you want to go there now. Yeah. Well, thank you, Alex. Anytime. Yeah. CC. Yeah. James. <laughs> Can do. Um, yeah. Like Alex, actually, I'm doing a few shallow dives. Ooh. Because it was kind of hard to find information on secret islands because- They're secret. They're secret. Yeah. So uh, the first one is very timely. It's, it's very relevant to today. I think everybody at this point is familiar with the- concept of a Mexico-U.S. border wall, and I think everybody is familiar with the Space Force. Those are two very modern things. Mm -hmm. What I don't think everybody's familiar with is something that sort of combines the two, and that is the Space Fence. Now, you might be asking, what does a Space Fence have to do with a secret island? And that's because (laughs) that's where they're researching this Space Fence. They have spent millions of dollars on the Kwajalein Atoll in the Pacific, which is just a place for military tech development to create a radar system that will encompass the globe, and they're calling it the Space Fence. So Mm. basically what they're going to be doing is they're going to launch this this unique and massive radar project, and it will be able to monitor thousands of natural and artificial satellites mainly the moon and all of our artificial satellites uh, <laughs> that are going around the earth 22,000 miles from the surface. Wow. So you're saying this place is going to end up being essentially the uh, Roswell of the sea. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be like the Skynet of the real world. Uh, this is this is some creepy stuff. They actually had a previous version, but it was shut down in 2013 because some bureaucrats were like, this is very expensive. Why are we doing a space fence? Yeah. But it's back on board now. So I yeah. just, I'm confused as to why. I mean, I, I know I think the why, biggest but... thing is it, it actually reminds me of Reagan's old uh, Star Wars project. Um, really, I think the biggest reason is going to be to monitor missile launches and basically interfere with missile launches so that but really so Fallout 4 can't happen IRL. I think that's the the main motivation. Okay. Um, and the real reason why they were even able to to make this island base project is because of a new radar system that's powered by gallium nitride. So, oh yeah, my favorite uh, gallium <laughs> nitride. Well, it's just neat because it's a new concept. Because before, late people used gallium arsenide, but this can operate at a lot higher voltages greater radio frequency, power density, and in smaller sizes. So it makes it a lot more efficient. And it just completely changes the whole model that they were working with when they scrapped it in 2013. 
And they're actually planning, this, by the way, was all funded through the Pentagon. They're actually, it's it's done so well, despite costing $914 million, or it shows so much promise, would be a better way of describing it, that the Pentagon's actually planning on going to Western Australia and working on a second location. Mm. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting Jeez. stuff. Yeah. Oof. Now, that's just a drop in the bucket, though, compared to the next two contenders. Jeanette Island. Sounds so nice, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds beautiful. Like, uh, and then Yeah, it sounds like a place where Curious George would get lost or something. Yeah. It is not. It is an, a Russian island that has been sort of a a place of contention between Russia and other places, including us, because uh in 1881 it was presumably discovered by a fellow well, a group of people called DeLong group. Hmm. And the U.S. government itself, though, is totally apathetic about it. But what's important about it is that it is a site where a lot of peculiar and interesting forms of research go on. So you got the DeLong Archipelago, as I mentioned, that was who discovered it. Yeah. But at the end of it, you've got something that is exclusively Russian. What's interesting about it is... If you try to look for it on Google Maps, and there's a lot of locations like this, but not too many islands. If you look for it on Google Maps, what you get is a black blob. And this is why, again, it's it's hard to do a lot of research on this because it's very secretive. secretive. Uh, we don't actually know 100% sure what's going on on Jeanette Island. In fact, the only people who really know are high brass members of the Russian government and people who are on Jeanette Island. All we know is that Late 19th century, it was discovered. It, the expedition was called the Jeanette Expedition. That's why they named it that. It, they were basically trying to reach the North Pole. It did not pan out. <laughs> <laughs> but this island, uh, we don't know what's going on. We All we know is, is, hands down, it is something that Google is not permitted to show us, which means it has to be something unique or interesting there's no yeah. way this is like a wildlife preserve mm. or a glitch or something like that yeah hands down a lot of weird stuff is going on Man. and the last one that i'm gonna cover also very mysterious a little shorter than than that one and that is the south china sea bases mm. so the south china sea bases one interesting thing about them is that uh there's no islands there but now there are. <laughs> and the reason for this is not because of an earthquake or anything peculiar. These are man-made. And everybody's sort of familiar with the United Arab Emirates, those beautiful islands that are made in like a palm tree shape yeah. for tourists. Yeah. This is not made for tourists. <laughs> um, the South China Sea Islands were made, as you can probably guess, by China. And... We don't really know what they're for either. Well, all we do know is that, one, they're man-made. Two, China has been talking about building an underwater deep-sea base, like straight-up aquanauts, and they that might be a connection there. Hmm. And we also know that you can, and you can find recordings of this, that when pilots fly too close to those islands, they are told in multiple languages, leave immediately and keep far off. That's all we really know. Now, this area is close to the Spratly Islands, and the whole territory is very contested. It's actually not in China's territory. It's actually in no man's land. And five countries actually want that territory. 
So the fact that they built man-made islands and have been very secretive about it and have been warning pilots not to get too close in an area that is highly sought after, it stands to reason that this is either, it's, it's almost certainly not for research, and it's certainly not for tourism. It's probably for a military high ground in the event of a conflict, military high ground to initiate a conflict, or just some sort of resource-rich area that we're just not really sure about simply because they haven't uh, disclosed why they're there. Maybe rare earth metals? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Hmm. Interesting. Jeez, yeah. We do know that the bases have a lot of defenses. Missiles, troops, radar domes, warcraft hangars. And uh, we also know that the names of the places are scary, like Fiery Cross and Mischief Reef, which isn't, you know, the end of the world, but it's 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 discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> Good wow. Lord, James. Now I'm just creeped out. <laughs> uh, what about your island? My island is nowhere near as creepy as that, but really, this Jeanette Island got me all out of sorts, James. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys ready for my research? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. My sources today, USA Today, the DailyMail.co, Vice.com, and Ripley's.com. Ooh. Yeah. All right, you guys. Today, I'm going to be talking about the eye, or El Ojo, as the locals call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's located in Argentina, and it's odd because it's almost perfectly circle. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, there's a little body of water, and I guess it's kind of like a channel, but the island is floating within this perfect circle, and the island itself is also like, it looks like it's almost a perfect circle. Henceforth, why Hmm. it's called the eye. Yeah. Because it kind of looks like an eye. And listener. Like an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) Well, listener, when you can safely surf the web, look up the Eye Island, Argentina. Oh, freaky. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, that looks artificial. It looks, exactly. Well, that's why people are so like, it's so odd is because it looks, it doesn't look like it's of this earth. But you can see a picture of El Ojo and all of its glory on Google. And James, I'm glad you looked it up because now you know I'm going to be talking about. But yeah, it. and this is another thing that popped up just a random thought in my brain. But if you write El Ojo, in all capital letters, the O's look like eyes, and the J <laughs> looks like a nose. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that got me really. That, that made me really happy. Okay, so back to the island. It's this uh, roundish platform that floats within this perfect circular body of water, and the water is very clear and it's also cold. And it appeared in 2003, so it's a fairly new island. And it's located in the Parana Delta in Argentina. It's swampy, y'all. It's swampy. Swampy. And it's small. It's only 387 feet in diameter, but it's got vegetation all over it, which is pretty rare. It's got trees and such. And while it is swampy, the land itself is still firm. Oh. So, yeah. And it just swirls in this little channel of water on its axis. So if you, there are little videos of it online, but if you watch the video, you can see how it like turns and it bumps into the different areas of the the little body of water. And there are a lot of theories as to where this little island came from, ranging from just natural formation all the way to aliens. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, little green men. 
And some people think that this thing might be hiding an alien base underneath. Mm, that's what I was thinking. Now, my question here is why, like, it doesn't look like it's of Earth. Why would you hide your base underneath that? Like, to me, I feel like that would be obvious. Like, that's what people are thinking. That's the best place to hide the obvious spot because no one's going to check there. Well, I feel mm. like the aliens could have been a little less conspicuous about their base <laughs> if uh, if this is where they hit it. So I searched the interwebs, you guys, because I got curious and thinking, okay, people think aliens are about here. So I got interested in whether or not there's any odd alien stories around the eye. And you guys, there is lots of mm-hmm. supposed alien activity in this country. Oh, wow. Yes. So El Ojo is about 500-ish miles from a place called Capilla del Monte, which is this mountain hotspot for UFO sightings. And it's so famous for mm. spottings that it's kind of become the spiritual epicenter. So it's a very spiritual area of the world. People mm. take it very seriously mm. because some believe that aliens are sent from God. So they all, they'll see mm-hmm. odd lights in the sky and little spaceship flying around the air. Mm. But each year they hold an annual alien festival and people come from all around the world to participate. Like I read an article and there were people that were there from France, for example. But the alien obsession began around 1986 when a giant burned circle of grass was found at the slope of the mountain. And then lots of people apparently reported seeing some type of spaceship and lights in the sky. So when I picture that little mm. that little burn mark, I think of like you know when Thor comes to Earth oh, in yeah. the Marvel <laughs> movies. Yeah, it. I don't know if that's what it looked like. That's that's what I picture. Wasn't that when Britain fought like Argentina over the Falklands? Let me look that up. It's probably just the British. They probably just bombed the island. James is very spiritual. Okay, but it's not uncommon for people who live here to see UFOs, and it's become such a hot spot for sightings that the Argentine government actually looked into things back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Their ruling. Mm-hmm. They said that the strange lights in the sky could be stars, satellites, or planets. That's just as bad as swamp Yeah, alien researchers are adamant that they're extraterrestrial. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I looked it up, and it was 1982, so I was Wow, James. (laughs) So, is the eye hiding a secret alien base? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, another. Thanks for ruining my joke. Oh, did you really? Yes, it's written down on my paper. All right. <laughs> another theory. Some people think that the eye is God's presence on Earth. So a circle within a circle, kind of like what the eye looks like, by some people is said to be a physical sign of God's presence. In Argentina, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's a very religious country. As of this year... of the country's population are Christian. So it's a lot of people. That's a lot of Christians. And remember, Capilla del Monte is kind of a spiritual sanctuary. So And then the last theory I'll touch upon today is just that it's completely normal, natural occurrence. Because TBH, you guys, similar things have popped up in other areas of the world. They weren't quite as perfectly circular. But there are other formations along the Argentine coast that kind of look similar, like a little thing that spins in water. But they're, again, they're not perfectly circular. And the islands aren't quite as smoothed around the edges, but they're little floating islands. And another similar phenomenon 
Floating ice discs. Have you guys ever heard of That's what I was thinking. Because yeah. like, I saw one of those on Daily Dose of Internet. You guys ever watch that? I don't, but I remember reporting on I one that. way back when I was a reporter. But one appeared mm-hmm. in a river in Maine temporarily in 2019. So this was just last year, you guys. And it was dubbed mm. the Westbrook Ice Disc. It was beautiful. I looked it up. It really did. It was really pretty. <laughs> it kind of looked like yeah. the moon, but it wasn't. It was made of ice. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's just a giant, perfectly circular hunk of ice, and it spun in a little circle very similar to the way that Eloho does. And the way that the ice disc formed was it had a little current running along one side of it, spinning it in a circle, and the ice chunks in the middle just kind of get eroded over time, and then the edges get all polished, and boom, you got a perfect circle. Wow. Beauty. Hmm. But the correct conditions all have to come together in order for something like that to happen, so... Remember, you guys, the little body of water that the eye sits in is quite chilly. So, who knows? Burn. Burn. Yeah. So, it could it could just be that. But you know what? When I was just speaking right then, I just thought, guys, what if? Oh, okay. And this is me going crazy. Okay. What if the other ones that are around Argentina that look kind of similar but aren't perfectly circular? What if? The aliens made those two so that the other one was where they could hide their base. And people would be like, oh, well, there are other ones around Argentina. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was thinking it was maybe the planet's eye. Oh, like Earth eye? Like, yeah. oh, like uh, what's his face? The the dad character. Oh, yeah. From- Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yeah, he's got those gotcha. eyes. All right. <laughs> now, you guys, there was a group of people who created a Kickstarter to try to fund research into the mysterious El Ojo back in 2016. It was a civil mm. engineer named Ricardo Petroni. Petroni, for some reason, that makes me think of Dino Spumoni from Hey Arnold. <laughs> okay. Wow. Spumoni. Oh, I like that last name a lot. Petroni's cool. Okay. And a filmmaker named Sergio Nuspilarm. Sounds right. He's got his, his last name. It's spelled N-E-U-S-P-I-L-L-E-R-M. He's actually from Argentina, but he's a filmmaker. They wanted to carry out a scuba expedition. They wanted to take soil and plant samples, etc. They want to do all sorts of things to try to get to the bottom of what has created this yeah. El Ojo. But sadly, you guys, they never reached their financial goal of $50,000. Oh, how close yeah. did they get? They ended up making $9,698. And their project was deemed unsuccessful by Kickstarter. So, oh. and as far as I can tell, there's no further research planned. But guys, that is El Ojo wow. or I the Eye. We need to start our Kickstarter so we can do the research. Yeah, let's go. Let's go take a yeah. look at it. Just one million dollars for us. Yeah, that's all. That's all we're asking for. Yeah. So, you guys, that was Mysterious Islands, Pretty Secret cool. Islands, and mm-hmm. James's. Uh, James's book, which I think was actually the topic, but yeah. So well, hey, <laughs> they're secrets if you don't know about them. Yeah, you guys, you guys probably didn't know about El Ojo, and if you did, I'm sorry, I just told you everything you already knew. Or Socotra. Hmm. Socotra. That is. Get some of that blood sap. Yeah. That dragon blood. But you can go to Socotra. One day I will have a fully communal group of those spiders, man. I'm not oh my kidding. goodness! Well, they're so cool. They're white and blue. They're beautiful. Probably. Just like everything else there. Completely unique and elegant. Elegant spiders. Wow. <laughs> well, you guys, 
Didi, I hope we did your topic justice. No. If anybody wants to submit a topic to us, remember, we, we said all the names earlier. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we... Well, we got to pick our topic. The, oh, yeah, we need to. We do. We need to pick our topic. All right. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Spin them up. Spin them up. Pull one out. Out of the cup. All right, you guys. Next week, we are talking about... Oh, this one is, could the predator be real? And I think this person was talking about from the movie. So I guess next week we're going to be talking about the predator. So the predator, which I I, I lightly tapped on a very long time ago. Yeah? Yeah. Very lightly? It was a ghost. I think it was a cryptid theory. Oh, I remember that. No, it was was aliens. Uh, It was aliens. Yeah. So next week we're... So like beings that hunt people. Yeah, like beings that Mm. hunt people. So not necessarily like... Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> I was yeah, gonna try to do that. I was about to oh, say, like, uh, cause, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, I can't Alex, do it. We've got to give credit where credit is due. This topic was submitted to us by Jeremy F. of Kansas. Oh. So, you guys, do you guys <laughs> want to hear some fun facts about Jeremy? Yeah. Oh, you guys. Okay. He once spent $1,000 on an ice cream sundae at Serendipity <laughs> in New York City. Okay. So he's a, he's a high roller. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Sounds man, like it. Alex and I, you guys, we went to Serendipity when we were in New York. Did we? Yeah, we did. What did we get? Uh, the frozen hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. And then the sundae. Yeah. The frozen hot chocolate was kind of like, I mean, other than their $1,000 sundae is what they're known for. But the frozen hot chocolate, I thought it was just okay. But I really liked our regular ice cream sundae. They're not actually $1,000. No, those ones aren't $1,000. I was about to say, I was like, if you actually spend that much money, you should be crucified. No, no, we didn't. Hey, don't say that. Jeremy got a $1,000 ice cream sundae. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then also, his favorite drink is warm water with a bit of honey. So, (laughs) So, you guys... Those are some fun facts about Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you for sending this topic in to us. I hope Goodness. next week we do your topic justice. I guess that's it, you guys. Anything else you want to say? No. Warm water with a uh, bit of honey. A bit of honey. I've never tried that before. I don't know if I would like it. Turns out Sergio Nuspelaire actually has quite the IMD. He's, he, yeah, he's done a lot of things. Yeah. Huh. All right, you guys. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess (laughs) Until next time, (laughs) we hope that you can keep keep it strange. Why is that so easy when we can't see each other?